Hey man, is it getting cold in here? Nah, no, that's just a frigidity. And we're back. Frigid takes me, APG. Big Rick, what's up? In the house. <laughs> we are here together again. What's up, it guys? Feels so good. Studio G. Back in Studio G. So we took a little time off. Um, Ricky, as you guys know, was sick. I almost we had died. To, we had to practice some just, load management. Just say what it was. I almost died. I revived him on multiple occasions. Right away starts in. Good, good to be back. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we had to we had to practice some load management. That's um, a good one. That's we had to manage one. some loads, and uh, now we're back. Uh, vocal maintenance days. Yeah, we Rick, some Rick had a he had to take a couple vocal maintenance days. Yeah, we all and, know. Uh, uh, well, when I say we, all thirteen of you guys listening out there, <laughs> we all know that that last one that we put out. Yeah. Hey, uh, was I'm sorry, rough. guys, but we you we know tried we, to push through. Well, the problem is we, we try to record twice a week, and an APG does his magic, and he puts his little touches in there. And it's it's pretty good. He, he does really quick work, actually. It's like a day later, you know, a day and a half, you know. He, he gets us stuff out there. Well, <laughs> so we recorded that one, and we, I mean, we warned you. It wasn't good. We we just have to be there for you, though, you know? I mean, we can't go that many days without recording. And then when you listen back on it, you're kind of like, wow. Yeah, we could have sat that out. Let's just uh, let's just make sure we're good, good to yep, go. Yep, and now we are. We're back. So here we are. Thank here you. we are in the studio. So we got a lot to talk about. I know. Being that we've been off for a few days, and it's so nice to be back and talking about all this stuff. Um. There's a lot of stuff going on in baseball, but the Twins are at the center of it. It's so nice to have something to talk about. It's a little refreshing. For, for baseball yeah. in a season where no. the Twins are giving you nothing but negatives to no, talk about. Yeah, no, it's not been good. But now we've got Josh Donaldson. He's bringing the rain. He's raining on people's parades. <laughs> <laughs> he... Um, last night, Josh Donaldson hit a home run in the first inning off of Lucas Giolito for the Chicago White Sox. And as he touches home plate, he's clapping his hands together, but kind of mocking like he's pulling them apart, like they're sticky. And he says, he says, mouths, it's not sticky anymore right. to his own bench. As yeah. he's walking back to the bench. I mean, straight up at his yeah. own bench. And and apparently, Giolito must have... How do you think he found out about that? Do you think... Because uh, that's something they didn't... I didn't see Giolito's Zoom call because I didn't care. But you, how... So what? He saw film afterwards? Or do you think he knew no, he was as, saying something as, as it was happening? Base and, you, know, you know he's glaring him down. And right. Just, and then every mouth movement he makes, uh, Donaldson Yeah, makes, he knew just, he was talking he's shit. He's like, oh, he must be talking about me. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently and what he was. Donaldson was saying is 
he was pointing to the bench or talking to the bench because he he didn't even look over once. He was nope. looking straight. He didn't, ahead, he didn't show. Know? And and so Donaldson had his own Zoom meeting after. So Giolito has a Zoom meeting after the game and calls Josh Donaldson classless and says he's a, a pest. pest. Yeah. And we're both like. Yeah, we know he's a pest. That's his job to be a pest. Man, (laughs) and I don't care what sport you play. Every sport needs a pest, Yeah, and baseball has too few pests. They should get more pests. There should be more guys out there trying to stir shit up. This might be a movement here. Because the pitchers, they... You can't just let them be comfortable out there. Well, They can do stuff to make the batters uncomfortable. And it's one thing to be a, a... a manager and be a pest, right? We've had multiple on the Twins organization alone. I mean, look at oh, Gardy. Gardy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean he, he will go storm the umps and he'll. <laughs> but but what, I, what I like about Donaldson, though, is his being a pest is within the rules. Right. And that's what Donaldson was saying is he went after he heard about Giolito's Zoom meeting, he called his own. Basically, impromptu Zoom meeting, got the press people together, has a Zoom meeting, and he just went off. Oh, yeah. I mean, he went off on him. He said, he, he, he said, I'm class. He basically, his, his words were basically saying, I'm classless. Which side are you going to be on? You're, you're going to be on the side of cheating or are you going to be on the side of playing by the rules? And he says, what's, what's the classless one? You know, yeah. and you, you almost said it verbatim. It, and I, how he laid it out was so perfect. First of all, in that Zoom call, he's wearing a shirt yeah. that says, <laughs> you got something to say? Yeah. It's a black shirt with just a white lettering. White I mean, block letters. You, you got can something see to say? It. Uh, so uh, I think he does. And he, he had a fair point. He says... All right, what side are you going to be on? Mm-hmm. And you, he says... You want somebody to play fair, or do you want somebody who has possibly been cheating? Yeah, cheating the whole multiple. time. And, and he says this. He says, if Giolito wasn't cheating, would he have a problem yeah. with what I had why, to say? Why does he care? Yeah, if he wasn't cheating, why does he care what yeah. I said? And I think he's got a pretty fair point there, yeah. because it seems to me that the pitchers are upset because they can't do what they were doing anymore. And then he goes, has evidence, exact number evidence. He's like, I call out hundreds of players. Yeah. And he's got numbers on all of them. He said, he said, excuse me, Mr. Giolito, but your curveball is down 200 RPMs. Your fastball is down 500 RPMs. Your Your slider is down 200. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he calls him out on the numbers of RPMs on each one of his main pitches, and he says he has hundreds yep. of or he's got a hundred. Let's say I couldn't see it being yeah, hundreds, hundreds, but over a hundred, over a hundred yes. of uh, players that he tracks, pitchers that he keeps track of their numbers to see if they go up or down, and now that they've done these rules. He's watching to see if they go down, and when you see a guy's numbers go down, pretty much is a dead giveaway that he's been cheating this whole time. So, hey, it, Clef. it's it's quite an interesting thing. We uh we forgot to mention our yeah third guest. Well, we got a fourth in here too. Yeah, we got a special guest here today. 
Uh, well, we got Cliff and Sasha. So thanks for that. Was that noise that you just heard? Yeah, His Cliff running big into old shit. Tail. Yeah, he slaps. You should see this dog's tail. He just slaps stuff all over. If he gets too close to you and he gets slapping, <laughs> and you're wearing like basketball yeah. shorts too, man, you, you whip watch your legs. Out. Yeah, it hurts. But uh, then the other thing I saw that I thought was interesting is the twins have quite a number of young prospects, and the 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 newest one, this Jose Miranda, who just got promoted to AAA. Hit three home runs last night, and it got me thinking. He's a third baseman, and it got me thinking. Miguel Sano is struggling even to stay in the lineup as it is. Well, could this mean when we add another infielder? Because this Miranda guy could play first base if they needed him to. He apparently can play in multiple positions in the infield. What and what'd you say? He hit that uh, Miranda hit three dingers. Three dingers. Yeah, that's why his name is being mentioned now, but he's he just got promoted. He's been playing really well. He's got uh, very good numbers on the season. So um, what, what you're wondering is when we talk about trades. Yeah, we are talking about Sano. I'm starting to think he's going to be the one out first. And that makes me think, You'd like I've be. mentioned before, I'm so scared of him becoming David Ortiz. (laughs) He's going to leave the team, and boom. All of a sudden, he puts it all together, and he's cranking homers. But you know what? If we've got somebody to take his place, you know, if we've got somebody to take his place, does it matter what he does after he leaves? It's the right move for the team if we can get... What we need is more pitching prospects. So if we can trade a guy like Sano, who has the potential to be really, really great, which we know, but he can't quite put it together. It's time for him to have a change of scenery, and it's time for us to bring in some pitching prospects. That's what we need. I think we bring in enough pitching prospects. The problem is we don't go after the known ace. Well, we're not going to get a known ace from Sano. What I'm saying is, is he... No, really not, can not, only bring no, back. No, I'm going to tie this one back to the owners. We have owners that I think they're like the fourth richest or whatever the hell it is. We got a game that doesn't matter how much money you spend. No, I yeah, no, you're right about that. We could go get a Shohei Itani when it happened. We, uh, yeah, that was the one, right? No, he just did it again. This was a. This is now. <laughs> no, this isn't live, is it? Yeah. That's really? Dylan Cease. Yep, they just started the game. Oh, nice. He just uh, we're watching the Twins game. Josh Donaldson just hit a home run that looks almost exactly Mem- like last night's. Remember Monday when I thought the game was on because I looked yeah. on. You know, yeah. Tonight it said uh, Lynx were on. Lynx oh, are really? coming on. Yeah, oh, they're playing off. some Cup final game or. You're all you're. Yeah, yeah no, that looks identical to the one. <laughs> he okay. The other thing I wanted to say about Josh Donaldson that I forgot to say just now is he awesome. has been putting up numbers. He just hit his third home run in now now game five. In the last five games, he has three home runs. He's batting over 400. He is putting up numbers. And what he has to do, being the most outspoken guy about this cheating scandal yeah, in Major League is. Baseball. It's a scandal. Yeah. He has to be the one to say, look at my numbers. It's not just their RPMs going down. Look at my hitting numbers going up. Yep. 
Because if it's just the RPMs going down and the hitting doesn't get better, then the pitchers can say, what did it really affect? Well, but if all and- of a sudden the hitters are starting to really crank the ball, then you can say, look, this has been affecting us for a while now. You know, so well he doesn't Don- even have to. He doesn't even have to do that much. All he, all he, he did, he he did what he needed to do. He said, "You, you're gonna call somebody classless, who's been playing fair." He said the right word. Yeah. Right? Yep. So after that, you don't need to say anything. Just go produce. Right. Which right. I mean, which is what he's been doing. That's what he's been doing. Yep. And also, he, Giolito. He did, however, say in that Zoom call, sorry, he did say, I mean, you know, your numbers went down, blah, blah, blah. That one I hit half of you, that that ball left the bat at 111 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So he did sneak that in there. Mm-hmm. Like He really does know the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, because Giolito said to him, you use, your bat's got sticky stuff all over yeah. it. And he said, yeah. But that's legal. Exactly. And he said, he said, until the day that's deemed illegal, yes. I'll use it. Yep. The day it is deemed illegal, I'll stop using it. And he won't complain about it like all these guys. I just feel like they've been complaining like crazy and about you're it. Talking about, you're talking about sticky stuff, pine tar, right? Right. So you're talking about, that's a grip thing. Yep. All right. That's not a ball well, in contact with the bat thing. With, with rosin... It is legal, right? Yeah. But obviously it's that's not what he was using. Cause now there is well, that's the whole thing is is Major League Baseball. We'll talk about that later. We'll get into the whole rosin and them checking on so what my point is when you add that rosin, you, you add a sticky substance, you're talking about that ball making contact with your fingers, which as soon as it leaves your fingers, that's when the spin rate and everything yep. else happens, right? Yep. That ball and that bat have nothing to do with pine tar, except no. for the batter's no. grip. Yeah, which, his hands on yes, the bat is the only thing. It will play into effect. But it's not going to make that ball spin I, no, any it's different not when make it the leaves ball the go farther. bat. Nope, you know, nope. Him, be, him holding on to the bat is not going to affect how well, far and, that ball goes. And if it does be deemed illegal... They'll just incorporate it into the batting gloves somehow. Yeah, some different because they could easily make them sticky and like receiver say, gloves. Yeah, good luck. What are you going to tell a batter? You can't use gloves. Yeah, no. Then we're going down a rabbit hole right. where we're now taking stuff away that are just it's just silly. The whole thing has gotten out of control. We'll talk more about it later. I want to talk a little bit about the Vikings. Oh yeah. Um, since we're getting close to the season, and I got. I'm hearing reports or seeing reports about certain rookies that are possibly going to win the starting jobs at these spots that I feel we haven't had good starters in for a long time. Um, The first one, Chaz Surratt, a guy we've talked about before, um, they're talking about him winning the starting role at linebacker, um, that third linebacker with Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks. Um, I just feel like When's the last time we had, except for Eric Wilson, who was really good, but he came up and then Kendricks and Barr were injured a lot of the time when Wilson was finally playing really, really well. So I feel like we were sort of robbed of all three of them playing together. But beyond him, which was really just like a year and a half, I would say, uh, maybe two years max that he was playing at, you know, really high level. Um, besides him, we've had a hard time getting three quality linebackers we have the top two guys but that third one 
We haven't had, we haven't completed the linebacker core. And it would be very nice if we get a rookie to step in there and do it. Because that's how you have to do it. That's how you win in the NFL is filling those spots with late round draft picks for less money. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to fill those spots. And so it comes down to a player just stepping up and taking it. They're also talking about um, Patrick Jones, the rookie from Pittsburgh, taking that defensive end spot on the other side of uh, Daniil Hunter. And that's a spot, same thing, where we were expecting Odenabo to step up and play that outside, or play that uh, right defensive end spot. He's doing pretty good, too. I just heard some national syndication uh, radio. They're talking about they love having Odenabo on their team. So, But, yeah, Odenabo, he is watching him. He looks the part. Yeah. And he played the part two years ago at the end of the season. Remember, he's closed the season out with Just seven sacks. That's when, you know? that's who took over for uh, Griff. Griff being yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Everson Griffin, when he was out, Odenabo took over. Oh, yeah. That was when Griffin was out for non injury reasons. That was where uh, he lost his freaking mind lost, reasons. Yep. <laughs> that's right. That's what it was. And I was sitting there thinking, like, what was it that. Now I remember. He lost his friggin' mind, and he went to, uh... oh, it was Trey Wayne's house. He showed up at Trey Wayne's house. And Trey Wayne's is like, he's like, we're not friends like that. So when he showed up at my house, I knew something was wrong. Because he was staying in a hotel, Griffin was, uh, away from his wife and and family. Oh, yeah, that's what that was. Odenabo took over. And then last year, you found out that when Daniil Hunter's not on the other side, Odenabo can't quite get to the quarterback like he could. So Patrick Jones, they're talking with Hunter. He should be able to fill, fill that spot like Odenabo was doing when Hunter was in. Because when Hunter was in, he had seven sacks. He closed out the season with seven sacks. Nasty. It was half a season. He had seven sacks. He would have you you project that out to a full season. You know, those are good numbers. So then the other one is a Smith Marset wide receiver that we drafted, which they're talking. So he was originally picked as a kick returner, punt returner. I'm not sure if kick returner and punt returner, but a, a return man player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now they're talking about him actually stepping up and taking this third receiver spot. And I was thinking about it. We haven't had a third third wide receiver, legit third wide receiver, since Jake Reed. That's Jake a, Reed. That's ouch. Is what that that is. is all the way back to 1998. <laughs> <laughs> that is 98. What a good year. Oh, man. I still have that three deep poster. Yeah. Jake Reed, Chris Carter, and Randy Moss. When you have to go all the way back to 1998 to find your yeah. third receiver, the last time you had a legit third receiver, that's rough. Okay? That hurts. That's why I went to, from from a passing game to a running game. Yeah. That's what's – the only thing that bailed us out in that time was Adrian Peterson and – well, shit, 1998, since 98, you got to throw Robert Smith in there since oh, you're going back that far. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because once Jake Reed was gone, 
No, we still, with Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Chris Carter. That's yeah. the other thing. We hadn't even had a receiver duo. Right. And we had. Until we had Diggs and Thielen. God, we had the best. Since Randy Moss and Chris Carter, we hadn't even had a receiver duo, let alone a third wide receiver. Right. So if this guy can step up and be that third wide receiver, I I, rem- I actually watched him play uh, at Iowa, the Smith Marset guy, and I happened to catch a game where he had a couple really nice catches. Yeah. I was impressed, and so I was happy to see when we drafted him. Uh, and then everybody was talking about his return skills, which is you know rightfully so. He's apparently a pretty impressive return man, but I've seen him make good. Ca- Good catches, so I'm happy to see him, you know, being in talks of taking that third spot. It's not like there's a whole lot of competition. Yeah, I think he's fine. If, yeah, if I he, think he can do it. If he does what he does. Like. Yep. Yeah, all he's got to do is go out there and play. I mean, it's not like, I mean, that's the, you yeah. know, that's it. That's, that's all the, it takes. Uh, yeah. Um, so, speaking of having to go out there and make something happen. The Timberwolves, they lost their they lost their pick to the Warriors, which, you know, was top three protected. So I expected them to lose that pick. I mean, they did just enough. <laughs> did just enough in the regular season to take them out of being in that higher percentage mm-hmm. where they that. could get yeah. that top three pick just enough wins you know so what's the point you know halfway through the season yeah no and i know and they did know but see they, they halfway knew. through the season they made the coaching change yep. and 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 chris finch coming in yeah but he doesn't sh- give a shit about taking that draft pick you know why because he needs to put together a coaching resume so he needs to go in there and win and he's saying, I'm not doing the same shit that the Timberwolves have done for all these years. Gerson Rosas says the same thing. We're not doing that same shit anymore. Yeah, Except but he's, but made this some... year would have been a good year to do it yeah. for one more half a year to right. try and get that top three pick. But here's the one thing that Rosas, they're trying to frame it like this, saying not having that first pick or the first not having that top three pick. In the first round, we're saving a good chunk of salary cap space that we don't have that would automatically go to that rookie. Sure. And that means we can go out and get a veteran player. So when I say somebody has to go out and make it happen, that's what I'm saying. To make that trade not look so bad, to make losing that draft pick not look so bad, you have to take that salary cap money and you need to go get somebody. And what they need to go get is they need to go get a four, a stretch four, somebody who can shoot the ball. They need to go, excuse me, they need to go out and get a four. (laughs) Nice work. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Classy show here. (laughs) Nobody would have known. No. We didn't say anything. Uh, They need to go out and get a stretch four who can shoot the damn ball. Okay? Because they gave that pick to the Warriors in the D'Angelo Russell trade for them to take Andrew Wiggins and give us D'Angelo Russell. We gave them a top three protected draft pick. It fell to seven. So now the Warriors have the seventh pick and the 14th pick in the first round. 
good for them because they already still have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson coming back, Andrew Wiggins. They've got the number two pick last year, the center spacing on his name for some reason. But um, they already have – it's not like the Timberwolves. They've got a proven championship roster. They get the 7 and the 14th. And then they get the 7 and 14th pick, and that – Oh. You know that well, that's a little different than a little scary for the rest of the league. James Wiseman is the is the the number two pick they had last never year. Never heard. And so he, well, he was the number two overall pick. So Still he's a never really heard. good center. Good, um, good for him. Good job, Jake. James. James. <laughs> uh Oh, you threw. <laughs> now I don't even know. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, it would have been a good setup. So it is going to be a good setup for him. The Warriors. The Warriors are set up. Yeah. The Timberwolves, on the other hand, you got D'Angelo Russell out of it. Yeah. Okay. And? So your core team. That's it. Oh. They got D'Angelo Russell. Right. That's it. Right. They don't get any draft picks. Right. They don't have a championship roster. Right. <laughs> They got Carl Anthony Towns coming back. Who Great looks, player. Fantastic uh, player. Do you think he's going to get traded? No. No. Don't, we'll never. No. We will. The, the only way that Carl will get traded is if he finally comes out and says, I'm not playing for the Timberwolves anymore. Oh, like Jimmy Butler did? Yeah. And I don't think he's going to do that. Well, he's definitely not going to do it until after this coming season because he didn't get to play with D'Angelo Russell. You know? They're like best friends, and they barely got to play together. And when they did, they were winning games. I mean, the end of the season, they were winning games. A lot of people didn't see it because nobody was watching the Timberwolves, which is also why Anthony Edwards didn't win the Rookie of the Year. I was watching those last games. Yeah, They were playing good basketball. They were beating decent teams. They were Every game was competitive. They were playing good ball. Oh, so it's, it's like the Twins then. How's that? You're talking about the Wolves? Yeah. Playing good ball, just not finishing, not getting that win. No, they were winning games at the end of the year. Well, I guess we are too now. Well, till last night. Right. Yeah. Before that, they were 7-3 in the last Sorry, I had to bring it back to something I know somewhat (laughs) of what the hell I'm talking about. And NBA is definitely not going to be on that list. Well, you're going to have to take some NBA lessons or something because this is a mostly sports show. You want to go play a game of hoops? Unfortunately, basketball. Well, how is that going to teach you about the NBA? I mean, I figure you'll talk enough to teach me about the NBA. So while we're playing... I'm saying you take your own NBA lessons. I'm not an NBA lessons teacher. Well, I can tell you how far that's going to go. How far? About as far as the research I've done so far about the (laughs) NBA while doing this show about mostly sports. Yeah. So... All I'm saying is... I'm going to stand behind that one, too. Oh, okay. I'm not the only one. Okay. Um, There's at least one of our 13 listeners that feels the same way about me. What? That it's okay that you don't know anything about the NBA? Yeah, because who cares? Uh, A lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) It's only worldwide, probably the second most popular sport in the world. Behind football? Yep. Behind football. Hmm. 
Not American football. Well, now that you've football. classified both those sports in the same category. Yeah. I Worldwide. I just still don't care. <laughs> I know. I'm you, uh, you lining it with soccer is not exactly <laughs> nope. the way to win Rick over. <laughs> I mean, Rick, it's probably as awesome as soccer. Yeah, and we have the scariest uh, mascot for our Minnesota team, man. Let me tell wouldn't for she, what the soccer team. Yeah, wouldn't you be worried? Yeah, if you're yeah. gonna play the loons. I, I, you know, it. I often have nightmares about facing a loon. <laughs> oh, they're mean. Yeah, loons. But it's our state bird, so it is a good name for a team. You I know, thought, if thought, New Orleans can be the Pelicans, we can be the loons. I thought the mosquito is our state bird. Well. It's our, st- it's it's it is basically, you know. Bastards. Oh, and Wait, they're here. I'm no, I'm over here scratching no, the mosquito it, bite no, as this, we speak. This isn't as bad as previous years. Usually, it's like still kind of rainy and wet no, that's during true. this last we, month. We've been we've been lucky to have some dry weather. That's oh, lucky. My yard says it's not lucky. Yeah, you, you no, looked at that for some mosquito, bitch lately for mosquito purposes. Jesus, for mosquito purposes. I cry when I get home. Do you? I mean, it's what I do for yeah, a living. I know. And I just neglect the shit out of yeah, it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right, though. That's what, you know, when you're born and bred in Minnesota, mm-hmm. you get used to stuff like that, you know? You just neglect what's important to you now, all the time, oh, okay. including your sports teams <laughs> and your yard. See how I tied that one in together? Sure, Yeah, sure. that was nice. I, I'm not sure if that's... That we'll 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 give that a frigid take because I don't think that's how most people feel. But usually, you know, you neglect what's important to you, you know, be, because you care so much about what's important to other people. Oh, that's it. That's there. It that's is. what it was. There it is. Because he's a giver. I am. That's it. Now we got it because he's a giver. That's what I don't he know does. Where, I don't know why you were confused. He's I mean, that's what giving, I was talking about the whole time. Right now, so. he's giving them frigid takes. 